The Old Premeds Podcast, session number 61. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, and I am the host of this podcast as well as the Pre-Med Years, the MCAT Podcast, and Specialty Stories. You can find out about all of the podcasts that we do at mededmedia.com. That's M-E-D-E-D media.com. We take questions directly from the oldpremeds.org forums and answer them here on the podcast. And this week is an interesting one about being 50 plus years old and applying to medical school. This poster said, hello, I am 50 plus years old and I have a deep desire to apply to medical school. Although I majored in biology and acquired a master's in biology over 20 years ago, I have done so to pursue clinical research and biotechnology. However, I recently completed a master's in health technology and the new medical initiatives and reform of medical care through the ACA has really sparked my interest to serve as a physician, making healthcare accessible to all. Is it practical for one over 50 to apply to medical school? How favorable does the admissions committee look at older medical applicants? All right, so the true definition of an old pre-med, 50 plus years old and interested in going to medical school. So let's talk about some of these things. So making healthcare accessible to all is a great desire, but a physician has a small part in that. Making healthcare accessible to all is good for a policymaker. If you want to get involved maybe through an MPH and get involved in making policy and figuring out how to better help the community access healthcare. A physician has a very small role in making healthcare accessible to all. You can only make healthcare accessible to the small percentage of patients that you can see. And while you may be serving those that might be underserved, it's a very small percentage of the total population. So I would think about your desires and what it is that you truly want to do and figure out if it really is being a physician that will make that difference. Being a physician, you take care of one patient at a time. And making healthcare accessible to all doesn't really fit that. It sounds good, but think about it. Think through it. I want you to be happy on the other end. If, if you truly need to be a physician, want to be a physician, then great. I'm going to support you through it. But your desire to make healthcare accessible to all, I, I question those motives to be a physician. I don't question the motives overall. I question it to be a physician and why that's driving you to be a physician. So think through that. You, you mentioned the Affordable Care Act. Obviously, this original post, this post was posted in December of 2016 after Donald Trump had won the election, but before he had taken the oath and became president and had signed the executive orders to start dismantling the Affordable Care Act. So if you're interested in medicine because of what the ACA has done, by the time you be a doctor or become a doctor, it's going to look totally different. So again, I, I, I I warn you based on your current ideas and thoughts 
because if if you're doing this because you love the ACA and you want to make healthcare accessible to all, medicine is going to look completely different by the time you apply to medical school and by the time you get out and start practicing and, and go through your residency and everything else. So you need to do it for the right reasons, and it's usually taking care of patients one at a time, usually, and how the healthcare world, the the policies and everything else, how the healthcare system works outside of that may be completely different, but that's okay because your desire was to treat patients and help families going through their struggles. So how the healthcare system looks doesn't matter for that desire. So being 50 years old is is obviously going to raise a lot of I don't want to say red flags, but some yellow flags. People are going to question your desires. They're going to make sure that you're entering this for the right reasons. Some medical schools will definitely be biased and not want to accept you because of your age. There is uh, some thought out there that why give a spot to a 50-plus-year-old when we can give it to a 20-plus-year-old that's going to have 30 years more work than, than you will have? Uh, or may have. So th- there will definitely be there's those thoughts out there. But every year we hear news stories of 50 plus year olds, even 60 plus year olds starting medical school. So it is possible. And if you go back and listen to, uh, I released it on the old pre-meds podcast. It was or- originally on the pre-med years podcast. I interviewed Kate back in session six, I believe. Actually, no, it was, it was session 11. So the the medical school, if you go to medicalschoolhq.net slash 11, you can listen to an interview that I did with Kate, who was 56 years old when I interviewed her at, as a third-year medical student. So she started medical school at 53. You can hear all about that discussion. So I, I want to encourage you to continuing your exploration of why you want to go in this. And if this is what you want, then push full steam ahead. And some schools are going to frown upon it. Some schools are going to look highly upon it. And it only takes one school to say yes. So keep digging and keep pushing forward if that is what you are interested in. All right. I hope that helped. I hope you got a lot of great information out of this podcast today. You can check out everything that we do here at the medical school headquarters at mededmedia.com. That's M-E-D-E-D media.com. We have the pre-med years podcast. We have the MCAT podcast. We have specialty stories. And we have this podcast, the old pre-meds podcast. Go check it all out. And if you're interested in MCAT prep, I highly recommend Next Step Test Prep. You can check out everything they offer at nextsteptestprep.com. They are known for their one-on-one tutoring, which is the way I would have gone through MCAT prep if I had to do it all over again for basically the same price as an in-person Kaplan or Princeton review. I'm getting a tutor one-on-one to help me figure out how to take the MCAT. I don't need a teacher going over material and reteaching me the content. I can do that on my own. I should have done that going through college the first time and, and doing well in my classes. So if that's you then you need somebody to help you actually take the test. And that's where a next step tutor comes in. You can use the code MSHQ to save some money on their tutoring. 
on their uh, full-length practice tests as well as their new course that they offer. So it's an a, a online course that you take and it has more information, more data out there than the Kaplan and Princeton Reviews and it's cheaper. And you get live office hours with the people that wrote the test. So go check it out, nextsteptestprep.com and use the code MSHQ. All right, that is it for this week. If you enjoyed it, I would love a rating and review in iTunes. If you didn't enjoy it, then just shoot me an email. Let me know why. Ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. Have a great week. Stay motivated, stay encouraged, stay focused on your goal, and join us next week here at the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. 